0: Praise the Lord. Yes, we need to trust him more. More than yesterday. With each new day, with each new challenges of our lives, we can always trust him to carry us through. Amen. And as we remain standing, shall we look into God's word? 2 Kings chapter 13, 14 to 19. 2 Kings 13, 14 to 19. Amen. Father, we thank you for the privilege this morning of giving you praise, Father. Lord, in worship, we have offered our praise. In worship, we have offered our possessions. We thank you for the privilege of giving for you, Father. We pray, O God, we acknowledge that you are the source of all blessings that we experience Out of the abundance we have given and we pray that this will be used for the glory and the expansion of God's word. God's kingdom. Thank you, Father. Lord, we pray that your blessings will rest upon your people. Now as we meditate on your word, we pray that you will speak to us. Release grace and anointing in this place that will make the proclamation of God's word effective. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we bind it in Jesus' name and we take victory. To Christ be the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Today's message is titled, Shoot! I'm not going to ask you to turn around and tell your neighbor to shoot. I said, I'm not going to ask you to turn around to your neighbor. That's the last thing I want anybody to do in the house of God. All right. Praise the Lord. See, we get used to the program that we don't listen. We just think it's the same thing over and over again. Amen. All right. Praise God. This morning we have read a very interesting portion from the scripture. The Bible talks about Elisha, the man of God. He's at his last lap. And within some time he is going to just depart from this world. And he has a visitor, a king. And the dialogue that takes place and the interaction that takes place between the king and the prophet that has been recorded here is very important. It is a classic example of importance of the need for fervency in our life. At the same time, it also reminds us the danger of becoming lethargic in life. There are areas in our lives where we have to be fervent in our service, in our prayer, in the things of God. God expects us to be active, robust, alert, always on the move. Praise God. But quite often, there is always the lurking danger of becoming lethargic in life, As we take things for granted. Praise God. As we see in this particular portion, we understand that the kingdom of Syria was oppressing and persecuting the nation of Israel. And God desired to bring deliverance to his people who were battered and bruised by the onslaught that was going in Israel. But God desired that he would bring forth deliverance. In the life of the children of God. By partnering with the man who was in church. King Joash. As we read about King Joash. We can understand he was not the kind of man. That God wanted him to be. There was a lot of compromise to in his life. Yet because God wanted to deliver his people, he wanted to bring deliverance and relief in the life of the people of God. But God desired that he would bring deliverance in the life of God's people through using King Joash as an instrument. So God wanted to use Joash as an instrument to bring a deliverance in the life of God's people. God was not only interested in delivering the people of God. God was also interested in developing the man of God. Praise God. It is not because, because of his perfection or because of how he was committed to the Lord. But the Lord wanted to develop this man as he was facing problems in his life. Quite often, when we are assaulted by the power of the enemy, when there is burden upon us, when there is pressure mounting from the inside in our lives, when we are being compressed from outside and inside, when we are looking for a solution, to the problems that we face in our lives. Quite often God wants to use us as a solution to the problem that we encounter in our lives. It's because he wants to develop you and me. Make us strong so that we can overcome the enemy by his grace and by his strength. It is true that even as we live in this world as children of God, we do not have physical enemies that attack us, that comes against us. But we know as children of God, there is an active force that is working against the children of God. In Paul's words, we know Paul says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but we do have a real enemy, the forces of darkness, the spiritual powers that tend to wage a war against us. It comes, the assault would come in the form of sin, in the form of temptation, in the form of sickness, in the form of, of giving ourselves to our own self lust and the desires. Of life, and God wants us to become overcomers in every arena of our lives. As this particular passage unfolds before us, we see that this king visits this prophet and he addresses him like this what does he call him? Oh my father, my father, the chariot, chariots of Israel, and their horsemen. It's very interesting to note that this is the same words that Elisha used when Elijah was taken up to heaven. And within the course of time, Elisha who was mentored by Elijah had risen to that level where the kingdom, the king and the nation had acknowledged Him and given him the same respect and addressed him with the same title that they used to address Elijah. He calls him father, the charioter and the horseman of Israel. And before he unloads the reason of his visit, the man of God discerns the need and the reason that this, this king had visited him. It is interesting to know that when we are burdened, when we are facing the assault of the enemy, praise God, quite often before we express our needs, the Lord knows the desire of a heart. The Lord can discern the burdens that you and I are going through. And he is able to help us and bring relief in our lives. Praise God. Look at what he is saying. As he comes and as he starts this dialogue with him, Elisha tells him something. He says, and Elisha said to him, Take a bow and some arrows. So he took himself a bow and some arrows. Okay. Now, he does not explain anything. He just asks him to pick up his, his arm and get ready with him. And he gives him his clear instruction. He said, take your bow and your arrow, open the window that faces towards the east, and shoot an arrow towards the east. So this man, he takes that bow and arrow and shoots the arrow towards the east. And as he does it, Elisha, the man of God, places his hand upon the king. And he pronounces the meaning of what is going to happen. He said that very enemy that is assaulting the people of God the very enemy that is battering the people of God will be defeated at such and such place. It is important to see how God partners with us in every moment and every time when he wages battle against the forces of darkness. When we, by our own strength, We are not able to overcome the forces that comes against us. The power of God, the grace of God comes upon us and equips us to become what we cannot. The king was weak. The king was battered. The king had already failed. But the hand of the man of God. Placed upon the arm of the king. Was a representation. Symbolically speaking. That the hand of God. Will be upon him. So that he can overcome the enemy. That was waging war against him. Praise God. We need to understand the Lord that we serve. He is with us and he wants to empower us and the Bible reminds us that every provision has been made for the children of God to live an overcoming life provided we give room for him allow his hand to rest upon us so that our efforts, our warfare, our attempts, our our attempts will become successful in our lives. God's representative, Elisha, joined hands with Joash, who was weak and unable to bring about deliverance himself. Praise God. And through his son, Jesus Christ, God does the same thing for you and for me. As we read Isaiah chapter 61 verses 1 to 3. It talks about the ministry of Jesus. Jesus came to set the captives free. He came to liberate those who were oppressed and those who were in bondage. He came to heal those who were broken hearted. Those who were wounded to bind up their wounds. To give the garment of praise and to give beauty for ashes. And Jesus has been sent as the arrow of deliverance, as the arrow of Lot's deliverance for God's people. Praise God. If that's the case, why is it that quite often we experience much issues, problems, challenges, sickness in our lives? How often when we go through challenges and problems and pressures in our lives, don't we ask the question, hasn't God promised us, praise God, oh, a beauty instead of ashes? If that's the case, where is the beauty we ask? How often when we face, experience the spirit of heaviness in our lives, don't we ask, where is the spirit of praise? Praise God. God wants his people to experience the spirit of praise instead of a spirit of heaviness. He wants us to experience beauty instead of ashes. And quite often he wants us to experience deliverance by us partnering with him, allowing him to develop us so that we can become overcomers in the areas that we are facing challenge in our lives. Whether it is sickness, whether it is financial crisis, whether it is emotional problems, relational problems that we are going through in our lives, God wants us to be Part of the solution to the problem that we experience in our lives. In other words, He wants us to trust Him, cooperate with Him, yield to Him, allow Him to make us an instrument in His hands to overcome. Number one, the personal problems in our lives. Number two, by developing our our areas, our spiritual strength, he wants us to become instruments that will bring deliverance to the people around us. Praise God. A victory to King Joash meant a victory to the people of God. A victory to the people of God meant. A victory to King Joash. So the problem that Joash was facing, it was not God trying simply to secure his kingdom and to establish his kingdom, but rather going further, bringing relief to the people of God. Praise God, experience liberty in his own life and experience, bring deliverance to the people of God. And for that, God was asking Joash to take What has been already given to him. I believe that every child of God has been armed by the power of God. Every child of God has been armed with the armor of God. Every child of God has an arsenal that is at his disposal. And if you and I have to face, experience relief in our lives, God expects us To take the arsenal that he has already given us and put it to use as he tells us to do so. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Mm. So the prophet tells Joash, shoot through the window, through the east side. Symbolic. That he will win over Issyria that is oppressing him and his enemy. Praise God. Then he tells him something else which is very interesting. After he shoots, he doesn't tell him again to take the arrow and shoot. But rather he tells him what? Take the arrow and strike it or smite it to the ground. So the king does what? He takes the arrows... And he smites it to the ground. And the Bible says he smote once, twice, three times and he stopped. The Bible says the prophet got angry. He said, why did you stop at three? Why didn't you continue to smite it to the ground? And then he gives them an interpretation. He says, because you stopped at three, number one, because you followed that instruction, shoot, you will be victorious over Syria. Because you smoked the arrow three times on the ground, you will defeat him three times. But the Lord was expecting him to what? Continue to hit till the enemy was disabled and put out of operation. What does this got to do with you and me? What does the arrows speak of? What do they represent? They speak of the arsenal that the Lord has given you and me to bring deliverance in our lives. He wants us to experience victory Every day of our lives. So, how do we get victory in our lives? We need to use number one, the arrows of prayer. God wants His children to experience victory every day of our lives. He doesn't want us to be victorious only on weekends. Some are very content with victory that they experience on weekends. No, he wants us to be children who are victorious every day of our lives. And if we have to be victorious every day of our lives, we need to use the arrow of prayer. Prayer by itself is not going to cut. Prayer by itself is not just going to give us Victory all the time. But you and I cannot but start with prayer. A Christian who does not pray. A Christian who does not have a prayer life. A Christian who does not use the arrow of prayer that God has given him. Cannot continue to experience Victory in your lives. If you're struggling with sin, one day up, the next day down. One day up, the next five days down. I want to ask you to spend more time in prayer. Use the arrows of prayer against the fall and the forces that comes against your life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How do we use the arrows of prayer? Don't we use it very casually? Very lazy? You know, we spend 60 seconds in prayer and that's the end of it. The other day, we as the board and the building committee, we got together and we had a 60 second prayer. Well, when, we are, when you are gathered together, there is a time where we pray Longer time. And there is a time when we pray short prayers. Jesus stood at the tomb of Lazarus and he prayed a long prayer. No. Jesus took the bread. He blessed it. He broke it. He gave. Did he make a long prayer? No. But when we read John chapter 17, we see that Jesus was praying for quite some time. We see that Jesus was praying for all night. So we have to develop a prayer life in our lives. In other words, prayer is an arrow that the Lord has given in our hands. And we have to use this, this arrow frequently, in much frequency, fervently in prayer. You cannot be lazy and lethargic. Just a minute of prayer here. Two minutes of prayer here. Let me tell you, there are forces of darkness that bruise against our lives. That plans, that connives, that plans to assault us, our generations. And we need to build walls of prayer around us. So that we can experience the grace of God in our lives. And the people of God experience victory in their lives praise God all too often we tap it lightly lazily half-heartedly consequently Elisha would say just like he told the king you should have taken that arrow of prayer and beaten it six times fervently energetically expectantly let me ask you when you pray Do you expect something to happen? When you pray, are you praying energetically? When you pray, are you praying with a fervent spirit? Or is it a casual, mundane, ritual prayer that we do in our lives? Praise God. Quite often, because our prayers are mundane, and ritualistic in nature. We do not tend to get and keep the victory that we have experienced in our lives. I think a few weeks ago, I, was, I reminded the church what we have attained by prayer, we need to maintain it by prayer. Praise God. Don't think that the enemy will not come back. The enemy is shameless in nature. Praise God. He will keep coming back, keep coming back. Every time he keeps coming back, you and I need to be in a position where we use the arrow of prayer to bring down the ugly head of the enemy that riseth against our blessing, against everything that the Lord has given so church, I want to remind you, if you have gained anything through prayer, whether it is relationship, whether it is a blessing, whether it's a financial, spiritual, relational, emotional blessing that you have experienced, if you have received it through prayer, you have to maintain it through prayer. Lest the enemy take what has been given to us. Use the arrow of prayer that the Lord has given so that we can overcome the wiles of the enemy. Like Jacob, we need to say, I will not let you go unless you bless me. That's a passionate prayer. Life of Elijah shows what a passionate prayer was. You look at the life of Elijah, his prayer. His posture, his passion, his seen, and how fervent his prayer was. So use the arrow of prayer that we that may, may overcome the enemy. It's not only the arrow of prayer that we need to use. We need to use the arrow of the word of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus battled Satan with what? With the word of God. Jesus was victorious all three times and the gospel writer says and Satan left him for a season. If Jesus was victorious over Satan in those three temptations and the Bible says that Satan left him for a season. That means you cannot have a continuous Ongoing party for the for the battle that you won last week. Yes, we celebrate the victory that we have received through Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. But that doesn't stop the enemy from coming against our lives. To bring about a downfall in our lives. Alluring us with the things of the world. Tempting us with the things of the world. If you and I have to stay victorious. We need to use the arrow of prayer. We need to use the arrow of the word of God. How do we do it? We need to meditate on the word of God. We need to memorize the word of God. We need to mull on the word of God. Cannot just simply read daily bread every day and walk out? But you and I ought to develop and cultivate a habit of immersing ourselves in God's word and apply by those words in our lives. Use the word as an arrow to overcome the wiles of the enemy. Praise God. The word of God. What are we doing with the word of God? We keep our Bibles nice and clean. Now we don't even have to carry our Bible. We have the iPhones and the iPads. We have the tablets. We have all kinds of gadgets and gizmos that we carry with us, but we don't have the time to read. Even when we take out our phones in the church to read, we get a message. We have a message from the Lord in here, but we are more interested in the text message that we just got from our friend. Praise God. We have the word in, the, in here, but with the word, we have so many other apps in here. We open the, the phone to look into the Bible, but we go straight. Where? Where do we go? Where? Where? Facebook. How many of you guys use Facebook in the church? One. Two. Now if you want to know how many friends you have how many people use Facebook all you have to do is just go up there on the balcony and look down. Did you know that? Do you know that we have a camera up there? You guys didn't know right? You know there's a camera right here? Oops. You know there's a camera right there? see what the enemy does is he distracts us. He does what? Distracts